Hello and welcome to Show Me The Podcast After The Credits. This episode is going to be all about Green Book. I haven't got much to say about this because I haven't seen it, but my co-host Lorraine has and uh, we're going to have a little discussion about it and learn her views on this. Yeah, and there are going to be spoilers, although I was discussing it today with my partner about spoilers. And I don't think this is, you know, the kind of film that you can really spoil too much, if you know what I mean. It's like it's not like there's some huge, massive twist that you're going to go, oh, no. But there are like I am going to talk about it. So if you don't want to know anything about it, then don't watch it. But for you, Harry, who mean- hasn't seen it, it's, I don't think it's going to ruin it. If you, you know what I mean. You don't mean don't watch it. You mean don't listen to this until you've watched it. Yes, that's what I meant. (laughs) It's a great start. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, so I I don't think it's a spoiler in the traditional sense of a spoiler, but uh, don't listen. Go watch it first. Yeah, okay. Not you though, Harry. Tough. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, to be honest, uh, I'll come back to that. (laughs) Ooh. So um, before we get into it, what have you been up to? I've I've been up enjoying the sun. Oh yeah. Well, apart from today, but yeah, it's been um, a nice few days. I I feel like people needed that because it's been quite doom and gloom. So, just to our listeners, we're recording this on February twenty eighth in the UK, obviously, because we're British in separate locations. <laughs> in separate locations, uh, and we've just gone through what they've called a winter heat wave. Oh, is that what they call it? I suppose yeah. that's what it is, really, isn't it? Yeah. Been... When does spring start? meant to start at the end of March, isn't it? Really? Mm. Bloody hell. Global warming. I know, man. It's fucking scary shit. I know. But, um, yeah, no, apart from that, I haven't been working, you know, usual. It's been quite a quiet week. I can't even remember what I've done this week, if I'm honest with you. Oh, I knew. I heard something today which um, kind of troubled me a little bit and I thought I'd mention it to you as a parent I listened to a podcast where these American parents Mm. said that their doctor had advised them to give their child melatonin is it I might be wrong and it apparently like a few drops just like makes their child sleep melatonin I've heard of that yeah and I was just like is this a thing um so yeah I was just like oh I'll mention that to Lorraine see if she knew (laughs) It's a supplement. I think, is it plant? It's got n- words in it that I can't pronounce. I've just had a quick look. Right. So, no, I wouldn't give my child that. But um, I don't know anything about it. But that's why I wouldn't do it. But, you know, I don't I don't need to give her anything. No, but no I if, wasn't saying that you did. Yeah. Just as a parent, I was just like, oh, this is interesting. I don't know if... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know there's also... But my mum's... <laughs> My mum said to me, when you were a child, we used to put rum in your... Yeah, that was a conversation at work today. I think my parents did that to me as well. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm like, mum, I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> well, it never hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Social services. <laughs> no. Oh, God, did you hear about Luke Perry? I did, with a stroke. Yeah, at 52. That's pretty... That's young, man. For any of you who don't know, Luke Perry um, plays a dad in... Oh. Riverdale or you may have known him if you're my age from 90210 <laughs> um yeah, I remember him from like the Buffy movie 
yeah I didn't know he was in that I googled that today I forgot he was in that but I haven't seen I think I seen that when it came out which was like god 90s wasn't it Gets they're back. not hyping it up too much in the press that they're not like making out he's on like death's door which is hopefully a good sign yeah yeah you know recover from it yeah 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 definitely he'll be up and running around in Riverdale soon after his son fingers crossed fingers crossed did you see the dark phoenix trailer that was released today i haven't but i'm going to but i i seen it was there yeah but i I couldn't watch it because i was in work and then i was in the car and uh, i've only really just sat down so i need to i need to have a look at that but i i seen it without the sound (laughs) (laughs) okay because it was there and i was like my god i can't turn this on i'm in the office but yeah no i really um i really like the look of that well, I was in my office with my headphones on and I watched it. In it didn't bring my headphones into work for me today. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I want to enjoy this movie because I, I love the Dark Phoenix stuff in the comics and I just have yeah. to do it right, but I'm not sure. It looks really like weirdly glossy and like Mystique doesn't look Mystique-like. I don't know why. Actually, I have to agree with you there because I seen her and for a split second I went, who's that? Yeah, and I, went, oh. I know. I mean, I know times moved on and stuff, but she just looks odd. I mean, I know she's blue and has red hair, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit. I don't know. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It just um, it didn't look, it didn't look like it normally did. Like I said for a minute, I was like, oh, oh, okay, you know. But um, I think uh, what's her name, Sophia, T- Sophie Turner, Sophie Turner, um, she looks fabulous in it. Yeah, yeah. I think she'll do it well. She's got yeah. her Sansa Stark scary, scary vibes on. She's so stunning. <gasps> Ooh, and that's the other thing I wanted to mention. What? Game of Thrones has got a release date. April. April 14th. Yeah, I saw that today. Yeah. I know. I... I wasn't excited. And then I saw that and I was like, actually. I no, I was the same because we were actually going, oh, will we bother? And then I saw that come out and I went, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's uh, April. Oh, April's going to be so good. We've got that, Sabrina, second season, and uh, Avengers as well. Yeah, that's in April, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. April's going to be sick for uh, viewing pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, we'll be busy that week, that month. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Everyone, make sure you're ready to listen to lots of chat. <laughs> yeah. Right then, right then, give me a synopsis right. on Green Book. Okay, Green Book. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, in the Oscars, it won Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor for, I'm going to try and say his name, Mahershala Ali. Um, and he plays Dr. Shirley and uh, got Best Original Screenplay. Oh, gosh. So yeah, but um, Vigo was nominated for an Oscar, but he lost sight to Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. And they also were nominated for Best Editing. And that also lost out to Bohemian Rhapsody. But, you know, they still did okay. Got a few things in there. Yeah. Um, so Green Book, right, this is based on a true story about a world-class African-American pianist called Dr. Don Shirley, and he's going to go on this concert tour around the Deep South, and it's in 1962, so as you can imagine, there are certain places that he might not be very welcome, mm-hmm. um, so he needs a driver to drive him around, but he also wants someone with a bit of gusto that can also protect him should he run into a bit of trouble, and he hires this guy through like word of mouth called Tony Lip, who is Vigo Morrison. And he's like this tough talking bouncer from like this American, Italian-American background in the Bronx. And he 
from the very get-go you can tell you know he's not very accepting of african-americans as there are two men in his house doing some you know work and they get given a, a drink by his wife and when she's seeing them out he gets the glasses and throws them into the bin so him taking this job he goes for an interview for this job and the guy's like you're gonna have to do all these certain things and he's refusing to do them but because of his reputation of being a tough guy Dr. Shirley wants him along because he knows that he'd be able to hold his own. So he takes the job and basically the journey of this whole trip across the country, the deep South is them, you know, developing this relationship, like it's really unexpected bond while confronting racism and the danger in an era of like segregation. As you can imagine back then, the way things were done is the man driving the car was the African-American and the person in the back was the white man yeah but it's not the case in this film which in itself draws a lot of attention they're extremely different characters dr don shirley is kind of the upper class respectable well-spoken great job he's quite a sad lonely character because because of what he does and the way he speaks and the way he presents presents himself he's not accepted by the african-americans but because he's African-American, he's not accepted by white people. Right. And also in the film, there's a homosexual encounter. With him not, and another man. With him and another man. And again, that's obviously something that's not acceptable. So he doesn't feel like he belongs anywhere. He doesn't have anything to do with really anyone apart from his butler. Right. You know, so he feels like a very lost person. And while they're driving across this country like certain things happen like he's like every evening i have to have a bottle of cutty sark in my room which he sits and gets pissed on by himself yeah you know it's it's really quite tragic and but then as the story progresses they start to teach each other things whereas the other guy is like yeah whatever fuck you and you know i just do what i gotta do to get money and if someone talks to me in a way i don't like i punch their face in you know this type of thing like tony is quite an endearing character like, he's very ignorant, obviously, towards the whole, you know, black culture and stuff. But there's a weird kind of honesty to him that is quite appealing, if you know what I mean. Not not by being racist. I don't mean that part. But, like, as he's getting to know this guy, the things he says to him, you're kind of like, it, it's almost like he's doing it because he's curious rather than being malicious, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's he, just... He's um, naive in the way of the world. Naive in the way that that's actually a perfect way of putting it. Is it quite sad from what's the what's Big Ed Morrison's character called? Tony. Tony. No, I don't think, I don't feel like Tony's a sad character. I feel like Shirley's a really sad character, a very lonely character. And, um, you know, I put, I can't remember what the quote was, but I put, he comes out with, like, Tony comes out with these one liners and he kind of says just these things every now and again like the loneliness quote i put up which i can't remember off the top of my head yeah and you're like, whoa you know it, they kind of hit you hard like do you know what i mean um but you can tell that when he says it it's not he's thought about it it's just a natural kind of reaction yeah yeah you know a very honest reaction and that's what you you know you like about him he's just a very honest character but you never feel sorry for him even though he's like you know trying to make ends meet you know he he's just this guy jumping from job to job, no real stability and all this kind of stuff. You know, he kind of does a lot of talking with his fists. And Is he likeable 
at any point. He, he is, no, he's likable all the way through it. I mean, obviously, you've got that bit at the start, which is, you know, not, you kind of think, God, you're a, you're a bit of a dick. Um, but it's nice. It's kind of the perfect story where if you, you know, the way we meet people, obviously, that are racist, you know, but if they actually took the time to get to know that person. Yeah. They're no different. You know, it's like, no matter what country you go to, you're going to meet pricks and you're going to meet nice people. And it was nice to see him being educated and by talking to Shirley and understanding him, you know, in a time where it would have been a very difficult thing to do that, you know, this guy was actually, you could see him starting to care for him. Yeah. He, you know, when Shirley would get into trouble for drinking, he would, don't you go out with, don't you go out without me? You know, I'm here to protect you type of thing. And at the start, it's kind of about money. But then you can see that he's actually starting to, they're starting to form a relationship. And the humour between the two of them is brilliant. I, I've only seen one scene where um, they're having a conversation about um, writing a romantic letter. That's yeah. Quite gentle and nice. Yeah, no, he's he's writing letters to his wife, uh, Tony, And they're basically things like, I you know had a burger today you know this type of thing yeah he's teaching him how to be romantic but it's just so funny he's like this is good stuff yeah write this down and you know his wife is reading it and she's reading it to her friends and they're all like wait to their husbands why can't you write me letters like this you know and all this (laughs) kind of stuff and that that's him kind of teaching tony how to be a bit more um, like romantic and attentive yeah to his wife you know it works i mean she's loving it tries to teach him you know you don't act with violence you know you you think about what you say and so not to do the film a disservice but do you not feel like you've seen this plenty of times in movies before or do you think it's a kind of a new kind of take on that message or I think I think the problem is with nowadays it's very hard to get something that is truly truly original I think you're always gonna see stuff like this um, you know, maybe there's a film out there that's ex- you know, really, really similar, but off the top of my head, I cannot think of it. With this film, when I was watching it, I didn't think of anything else. I didn't think of it. Because, you know, sometimes you're watching a film, you're like, oh, God, yeah, that reminds me of such and such. That reminds me of such and such. I didn't actually do that with this. When I was watching this, I was so invested in what was going on that nothing else entered my head. That's good. Yeah, I, I thought this film was like one of the best films I've seen in a long time. Wow, that's just a strong statement. Yeah, no, it was. And and my partner, he came to see it with me and he absolutely loved it. And it was just, it was just a really nice, simple, it was simply put together. It didn't have, like, when you watch a lot of films on this particular topic, they can be, I don't know how to put this without kind of maybe getting some backlash on it, but they can be quite uncomfortable to watch because the violence is really extreme and, you know, the language is really extreme. And while there are scenes in this that, you know, and the N word gets used and, you know, he gets hit and stuff like that, which aren't pleasant. It didn't, it didn't need to take it to the next level where you're, you know, you might be turning your head around. Where it's gratuitous. Yeah. And you, but you knew what was going on. You knew what was happening. You didn't need to see it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I think for me, that's what made it different is they didn't shove everything in your face. It was just this, nice story of a man who was as ignorant as anything getting to know somebody and realizing actually I've been wrong you know 
about thinking just because he's an African American that he's basically he does he's not even worthy of drinking out of my glass. Yeah. And that's that's what I liked about it is it was just a really nice it was kind of a bit of a <laughs> a drive from Miss Daisy but the driver was some foul mouth <laughs> Italian American. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But you know that that's what I liked about it. I just thought they were I thought they worked so well together. The chemistry was insane. Do you think Michelle Ali deserved that Oscar? Yeah, and I'm. Um, I mean, I obviously I can't comment on everything because I haven't seen um, all the other films. He's a great actor. He is an exceptional actor. He is so good. And the scene where, like, Tony's having a little bit, almost like a bit of a, you know, oh poor me moment. Um, and this is when it comes out about him, ne- you know, about Shirley not fitting in. And he gets up and he does this whole thing about how his people don't want him. You know, Tony's people don't want him. He also has, you know, he- he's been with men and he's just got this look on his face. And it's just like one of the most amazing scenes. And he just nails it. And when he's very refined and, you know, talking so well and it's just everything he does, it's just... Yeah, in he that, just pulls that, it off. In that scene with the letter, he's very refined. He delivers that that just that scene. Yeah, uh, and very well. That's yeah, that's the kind of the way he is most of the way through it. And when when he they there's a scene where they're stopped by policemen, and the it kind of gives you a little bit of hope in this scene that not everyone was quite as bad. And one of the policemen is like. It was pissing down rain and they make Tony get out of the car and they're checking his ID and stuff. And they're like, well, who's this guy in the back type thing? And make him get out of the car and show us ID. And Tony's like, well, there's no need. And the other policeman says, he doesn't need to get out of the car. I can just get it through the window. You know, he can just open the window and I can take it. And he's like, no, make him get out of the car. You know, and then he says something horrible to Tony. Tony punches him. So they put them both in jail. And oh my God, there's the most amazing thing. They get out of, um, when they're in jail, he's like, I want my phone call. I want to call my lawyer. This is Shirley. And mm. he's like, no, no, no. And eventually they let him. And he he calls Bobby Kennedy in the <laughs> White House. And Bobby Kennedy gets him out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> because he'd been to the White House a few times to play. Yeah. yeah. So they, they were, you know, quite close. And I just thought it was a really funny scene of like, you know, a bit of a kick in the teeth. Yeah. No, in general, I'm probably not doing it justice in this, but I absolutely loved it and I thought it was really well shot and I thought the acting was superb and I thought how they told the story was amazing and I I don't think you should go into this film trying to even compare it to other things because at the end of the day it's based on a true story but there is a bit There's, of that, I mean that's what I find curious about the marketing for it because it's like it's not based on it doesn't say it's based on a true story it's like it's based on a true friendship which kind of makes me feel a bit well, it's there's kind of been a bit of um, a bit of backlash about that because apparently his family, Doctor Shirley's family, is saying that it's not they weren't like that, and Tony was fired, and you know all this kind of stuff. But at the end, you know, there's a picture of them two together, and you know that showed how they stayed friends until they both died within you know weeks of each other or so months of each other or something. Um, so I think the I think the problem is with stuff like this is you're always going to get. You know, just because they say the family said doesn't mean the family said. Yeah. You know, I'd like to, you know, in my own little romantic world, think that this 
relationship is real because I thought it was lovely and I want to feel like it's real and I want to feel like you know he actually did change his ways of thinking and at the end you know he he invites Shirley into his house to have Christmas with him and his family yeah you know and that would have never happened had he not taken this job I I I want to think it's true until his family come and tell me differently in my person (laughs) (laughs) you know I, I I'll just keep believing that it's true but it's that's nice I think it's good to have that to take that away from it that positive vibe that you know people can change and be educated to think in a better nicer way yeah and I I think they can like I something come up on um I don't know if you've seen it something come up on Facebook the other day it was a little girl she was two or three and she went to a shop to buy a doll did you see it no uh anyway she went to a shop to buy a doll and she picked out a African-American doll and or a black doll I don't obviously know it was the doll from you know but anyway you know what I mean and she went up to the counter and the woman said are you sure you want that one are you sure you don't want to go back and get one that's more like you and the little doll was dressed as a doctor and she went but she is like me because I'm a doctor too and I'm pretty too and it was this whole thing the mother was talking to her and she said it there and it was this whole thing about how she's too she doesn't know any different yeah just just a little girl dressed as a doctor who's pretty and it's just an example of you know you don't start off that way so what you how you think of people most of the time not all of the time is from your family you know from how you grow up and I've experienced this with people like I I'm not going to say their names but I know one person who is so racist but his dad was you know and I heard and that's where he got it from and it's quite sad so but it's it's good to see that even though you may be grown you may grow up in that certain environment that you can change if you just open your mind for 5 minutes and get to know someone and realize that who you know the color of their skin means nothing we're all human at the end of the day exactly like you know and this guy the stuff that this guy does you know gets caught with a bloody bloke in a toilet you know fucking so watch george michael did that you know and who cares you know who gives a shit you know people worry about the wrong fucking things sorry <laughs> going on a rant <laughs> rant to me this story is just a really nice romantic story between two very unlikely characters coming together overcoming all the odds and opening their minds and accepting each other for who they are despite their differences despite how much they're trying to change each other at some points and it's just a really nice story and I think it's this film is kind of should be shown as like almost an education of like get to know someone first before judging them before judging them yeah I think it should be but I I I loved it I thought it was brilliant and I obviously like I said I haven't seen all the films that were out but you know I'm happy it won what it won would you because you saw it at the cinema right yeah do you think it's the cinema outing kind of film or? I think because like I've, I've often said when I go to the cinema I usually would go for the big blockbusters because you know the screen and stuff but the cinema we went to I think I put something up on our Instagram about it it was so comfortable and we were in couches and it was just lovely that I I think that's the type of environment to go and watch this film if you get <laughs> I know that sounds really weird, um, but the whole experience of that cinema made it really nice to go to the cinema to see this film. 
Whereas I wouldn't usually go to a cinema to see this type of film. I would have waited until I come home. Now, I think equally, it's fine to watch at home. I don't think you have to go to the cinema for it. Go out and see it now. It's still on. Mm. You know? You heard it, people. Go see it. (laughs) I loved it. I want to see it again. Wow. I want to get all the warm and fuzzies. (laughs) I loved loved Dr. Shirley. And I want want to meet Vigo. I just want him to be my buddy. (laughs) Just say what pops into his head at any given time. It's amazing. That kind of honesty sometimes. I don't mean the racist stuff, but the other stuff. It's just... (laughs) Do you mean his character of Tony, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously not Vigo, yeah. His character of Tony. It's just fucking hell, man. It's weird. Very gangster-esque. Like, I always find those characters quite comical. I know I shouldn't say that. Don't come kill me, mafia people. But, you know, I always... You sound don't take this the wrong way you sound a little bit like him like he's you know an open you know says what's on his mind kind of person you're like that person (laughs) (laughs) believe me watch tony i'm not as bad as him i know i can be bad sometimes well i don't think it's bad i think i think people need to be more honest (laughs) no yeah yeah (laughs) beating around the bush BS, I can't be doing with it. Um, <laughs> it takes up way too much of my time. I'm a busy person. I'm a busy <laughs> person. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if any of you want to watch it, and sorry if I haven't done it justice, but I think sometimes when you get really excited about a film, you kind of just... I do on. I do have to ask, like, what's it shot like? Is it, like, nicely filmed? Is the music good? Like... Oh, my God, the music. Thank you for bringing that up. The it music works. is <laughs> ec exceptional the soundtrack because like he's obviously a classical pianist so he's playing all this amazing like classical music and it's all on the piano which is just divine but then on the other side you've got all this amazing 60s music you know yeah it's like this is little richard you know all those kind of stuff and you know Rita franklin and it's just oh my god the soundtrack is awesome and you, i was literally sitting in the cinema and like i was kind of you know, I'm clicking my fingers here. I was kind of like <laughs> trying not to make a noise. And I was kind of like bobbing my head. Like, you know, it was the music. Well, the music from that era is amazing anyway. But they they kind of picked all the right songs. And it is really nicely shot. And, you know, he, in part of the letter letters, uh, and one of them, he writes about how beautiful certain parts. I think it's o- Ohio or Iowa or some of they're driving through. And it is like this is one aerial shot looking down is they're driving through and it's like all over like these trees and stuff and I'm just like oh my god I want to go there <laughs> no it's it's really well shot I thought it was I thought it, it no they did a really good job and they, who directed it uh Peter Farrelly I think he's one of the Farrelly brothers no yeah I think I think he is I think he's one of the um I know that name they did Dumb and Dumber ah uh, yeah yep, yep. yeah um yeah no because I I thought because aren't there there's two of them isn't there no the Farrelly brothers I want to say the Farrelly brothers, or am I thinking of somewhere else? I could have sure that. Sorry, I'm just geeky. Oh, did they make when? Um, yeah, they did. Mary, yeah, something about Mary. Something about Mary. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's one of um, one of them, Peter. Oh, wow. Um, French now on his own, or is he? Made yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, no, I, I don't think the the brother had anything to do with it. I think it was just him, which is quite because all his other films were very. He because he you know the. Fairy Brothers, they usually do that kind of like gross comedy, if you know what I mean, like me, myself and Irene, something about Mary, there was a few scenes in that, you know, um, Kinping, oh god, some of the scenes in that um, I've never seen that no. Oh, it's it, no, it's a great film, but my god, some of the scenes in it, um, but yeah so, yeah, so he did this but no, it, it's it's really beautifully shot and 
the story is told I think the story is told really well and um others might disagree a few people have you know kicked off about it and others have loved it um always the way yeah like I like I said I don't really take much notice of what other people say when it comes to films a lot of people didn't think it deserved to be like nominated for best picture didn't they but But do you know what it's been a strange year for the Oscars anyway. So. Yeah, but do you know what? If you Every single year, it's like anything. Every single year, people complain about what's being nominated. It happens every year. So, again, I don't take any notes of it. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't because it's just a bunch of people saying shit and the media hypes it all up as in, oh, my God, they nominate. You know what I mean? But, you know, just watch what you want to watch and, you know, because your opinion's like like I said, some people love this, some people hate it. If I yeah. listen to people saying they hate it, I'm still going to bloody watch it. Yep, got you. I I just don't take any notice. It doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't you know make the decision for me by what people say. I listen to it and I'm happy to have a chat about it, but it won't like if someone if I want to watch something, I'll watch it. No one can put me off it unless they're like, look, this has got a particular scene in it. You might not want to see that, you yeah. know, type of thing. But yeah, no, this film I highly recommend. Highly, highly, highly. Cool. Highly, highly, highly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Green Book. Yeah. Sorry for waffling on, but you know, I really got excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Yeah. We like to hear what you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as Show Me the Podcast and Twitter at SMTPcast. And I am Lorraine Purden on everything. And Harry is Tales of Peck on everything. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. And we shall talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Two years, one only winner of the Gemini Cricket Contest.